It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poor. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have And if you let that whiskey ring. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing another dinosaurs episode where we record like two hours of an episode. <laughs> it, it goes well and then whoops, we forgot to record. As much as that ended up being a pretty good episode, <laughs> it was terrible. Well, <laughs> the first take, I think, was actually a good episode. The second take was just us extremely frustrated. Which ended just, up like, making a good it. episode, but it wasn't a fun episode. <laughs> it wasn't a fun episode to make. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had to do it twice in a row, and we, we had a, no other choice. We, we, um, we, sometimes we endure um, for you guys some psychological uh, punishment from ourselves. On our own choosing. No one's uh, forcing this. Yes. Uh, anyways, welcome back to the Odd Drunk Podcast. I'm really excited for this today's episode, actually. Yeah, this um, has been a fun one to prepare for. A ton, ton of fun. These are always fun. Um, if you read the title, I we're doing video games in time again. This time, 1989, baby. And honestly, when so we've done the series uh, so far, we've done. I can pull up our previous rankings on previous years. Uh, yeah, just give me one moment. Taking extensive notes for this one, actually. Um, so we've done ninety-one, which is only two years ahead of this year, and a very similar uh, era. But this is even more of a crossroads, in my opinion. Yes, I mean it really is. This it's is a this is an interesting breakout of sixteen bit. Um, yeah, ninety one was when sixteen bit really like you, know, you can argue that ninety one was like the, the real beginning of the sixteen bit era. This was like it ushered it in. This is like this is just the dawn. <laughs> yeah, and then you have twenty twelve, which was an incredibly mid year. Nothing particularly bad, and nothing particularly good. <laughs> this this year was like the really good, um, the really cool post credit scene for the eight bit. By the way, that was our first. Listen to our <laughs> 2012 episode. We did have good things to say. Sure, Borderlands. Sure, uh, Dishonored. I think maybe. Yeah, Dishonored um, was 2012. Was like one of the standouts. It's just one of those years where like we were like, I wish it was either 2013 or 2011 that we had done. Yeah, it's just not one. Uh, of, it's not one of those good in between years, but um. And then you had year. 2002, which was definitely a solid year. Um, I forget what games came out then, but we ranked it in a, and I remember at least Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid, uh, two great Metroids, Prime mm -hmm. and um, the Game Boy Advance one. And yeah, the, uh, it's Fusion. the year of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Fusion. Metroid Fusion, fucking um, great game. <laughs> oh yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, so good. Was GoldenEye? No, it was. I don't think no. GoldenEye was one of them. No, GoldenEye was was earlier than that. Uh, 
Mario Sunshine, right? Yeah. Um, that was one. I didn't get to really play it that much in preparation, but uh, but yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. A, re- I mean, 2000... a, a recap: two thousand two, um, Elder Scrolls three, Morrowind, Grand Theft Auto Vice oh, yeah, City, Morrowind. Hitman wow, two, Star Wars Jedi Knight two, Mafia, Kingdom Hearts. Splitter no, definitely Cell, a solid year, but it it, it didn't Spider-Man. quite reach. Um... Oh yeah, Spider Man, um, Battlefield uh, nineteen forty two. Well, the movie version, Resident Evil. We're not talking about Spider-Man, um, original version. Yeah, the Wind Waker, which we didn't really actually talk about on that episode, but um, no, I think we mentioned it. I I actually have the Wind Waker. Oh yeah, I I have I can emulate it now. Yeah, yeah, because you have the. um, Anyways, we'll we'll talk about the 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 emulation. I have this bad boy. Yeah, that's awesome. Love it. Goes with me everywhere. Maybe maybe tell the tell the listeners what it is. It. (laughs) <laughs> it's up to your imagination. I it's have a bad boy that goes with me everywhere. It's, it's got something and it's bad and it's a boy. I can fit it in my pocket. I, I it's no, it's an amazing emulator. Um, the Retroid Pocket Three Plus, especially for uh, if you're more, uh, you know, looking to be on budget. If you're want to introduce yourself to emulation, I think it's not quite the introduction. Um, system i think that would go to the ambernick or the yeah Mini. that's what i did most but of my playing for this because the there is there is some setup required unless you get one of the ones that are set up for you on ebay but you're gonna pay a little more to do that yeah. um, but you can do that if, if and you, you want and you know you um, can the thing i like about these handheld emulators you can hit you can emulate on a pc perfectly fine usually um but you just don't have that tactile analog feel well, and that's it, that's how these games were meant to be played. With I like playing my action. retro games yeah. on the go. Yeah, uh, that, that's what's so good. I mean, speaking this, of playing games yeah. on the go, so yeah, check out Re- Retroid. But anyways, um, speaking of playing games on the go, this is the debut of the Game Boy. So yeah. already, let, let, let's, let's pause real quick. Okay, okay, let's pause. Hey Jackson, I'm what just are you excited. Drinking? Oh, uh, good question. You can't forget. I'm drinking. I feel a little pretentious owning this out of oh, a yeah. Viking like bullhorn. That's a mug. Cool mug. I didn't buy it as a gift, but yeah. it's it's a really good mug. A little awkward sometimes. I have the actual. I have a horn, but it requ- requires like a stand, and it's yeah a, a bit much to for this. I would definitely knock it down and spill it everywhere, which I don't want to do because I am drinking wine. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh. Uh, yeah, good stuff. And you know what? What yeah, brand? I, I'm taking a break from. Winery. Oh, it's a black box wine. Oh. It was just box wine, but they're like a better fine. one. Yeah, they're pretty good. Black boxes. They have the cartons, which is pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I like about black boxes. They 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 sell tiny little ones that are like half a bottle of wine mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. five bucks and i, I drink mean, like five of those one night i mean it's it's decent wine it's fine yeah it's i tried i tried some nice wines this afternoon at work we nice. got to taste some argentinian wines Ooh. uh kaiken kaiken i think is the the winery they're, they're nice nice wines um uh shout out to our argentinian uh listeners by the way do we have an Argentinian listeners? Argentine. I'm pretty sure I have a handful uh, of them. We have. We I haven't checked in a while, but I know we have South American. Uh, we we get some South American listeners, listeners and I so. and I can never remember which 
countries because it bounces around a little bit. <laughs> I think you hear that you bounce I around. I think we've gotten bounce some around too much. We can't handle it. We're, we're too before. Ooh, yeah. nice. I've always wanted to visit Chile. Actually, just uh. I, I I'm just a, this is a huge tangent by the way, but this is a geo geographical like nerd thing, but an entire country a country that's coastal, you yep. know. Um, I know they have some mountains. They have the Andes, right? That's a portion of them. Yeah, in Chile. Um, the, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's basically oh, like if California was its own country, mm-hmm. geographically, geographically. There's some, I mean, sense. I've not Coastal. been to South America, but I'd like to go travel in there because it, everyone I've talked to who's actually spent extended time going through South America say there's some really beautiful, wonderful places to go visit oh, yeah. and see down in South America. And and a lot of Americans just don't think of South America as a place to go. They think of like Mexico, they think of two things. maybe like Costa Rica, or they go to Europe. <laughs> To be quite frank with um, you guys, uh, uh, South American listeners, uh, America, most Americans think of two things when you say South America. Rio de Janeiro and the jungle, the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deforestation, I guess that would be the third one, unfortunately. Um, but the forward-thinking Americans. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> also, they found those 40 kids that were lost in the Amazon. Oh, good. I- they survived for like... I forgot about um, that. Almost a month out in the jungle. Oh, yeah, well, that's good news there. <laughs> but they found them. I, I think only you know, I I'm just gonna say they found them. That's yeah. that's not this is supposed to be a fun episode. <laughs> Anyways, where were we? Uh, oh yeah, you drink uh, yeah. Argentinian wine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm drinking right um, now. I'm drinking some four roses, some bourbon. Nice. You can never go wrong with four roses. Yeah, it's good good bourbon for the price, you know. I'll I'll take anything like that over like Crown Royal. Oh, a lot dude. of people at my work order Crown Royal. Crown like, Royal God, why? is <laughs> way overpriced. And it's blended and I it's just I don't know. I if Crown I Royal like... was twenty, twenty-two dollars a bottle, I would think it's a little bit more worth it. And even right. then I probably wouldn't buy it because it's don't like blended stuff to i was uh like i had to unlock it i don't know <laughs> sorry canada you have great things maple syrup ron riddles yeah ron gosling i think rush yeah great things canada um but you also have a, but, a handful of bad things sorry not sorry but you would yeah, be sorry you, you don't make good whiskey <laughs> canada sorry no you don't have the best pop stars bieber sorry yeah. anyways <laughs> but but Drake, but they gave us sauce. neil young they did give us Neil Young. Okay, so that, I take it back, Canada. That makes up for Justin Bieber tenfold. That's, I always forget. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. an American now, though. Or he has dual citizenship. Right? I don't know, but he's originally from Canada. They, Canada, He might yeah. now be American, but he... I think Canada, he has dual citizenship. Canada gifted him to us. I think he got his citizenship just so he could vote uh, in the last <laughs> election, which is pretty cool. Um, anyways, getting on to the topic. So, 1989 video games yeah it surprised me i when i first looked 
like at the list and stuff online, I was like, okay, there's some cool movie tie-in uh, licensed stuff here. A lot of licensed stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, yeah, there's Game Boy games. You have Super Mario Land. You know, you have the Tetris version. I mean, the Game Boy version, the Tetris. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's a, it's gonna definitely be a good year, solid year. B, A, you know, maybe A. Yeah. But then I went into more research. And just looked on my catalog on my Retroid because with the Wi-Fi on most of my games, if they're titled correctly and everything, there's still some I have to fix. But um, it will look it up on the internet and like give you videos and like oh, nice. give you yeah. descriptions like when it came out, like a brief description of the game and everything, um, yeah. which is pretty cool. So I was able to um, just search through different years on my Retroid. Yeah. Um, and I have uh, came across some definitely some gems and definitely some like groundbreaking games this year. What's kind of interesting Absolutely. about this year is unlike say 91 with the except uh this year is with the exception of the Game Boy releasing which there's uh four I think launch titles that were with the Game Boy um it's not a Nintendo year. No. Which I mean, there's Every, some great Nintendo standouts yeah. here, but it there's a Nintendo few, yeah. did not. I mean, they of course they dominated in sales, but we're talking in terms of yeah, because I mean the, the NES was still going pretty strong. And, yeah, um, in '89. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think but, it sold uh, like over a million units, like twelve. I mean, not yeah. twelve. Like and there's one, a few games, one point two million on this list that are NES games that are really good, but um, but they're not like mm-hmm. Nintendo published. Games. No, you don't have any original Nintendo. Well, well, I, I, there's there's one big one. Oh, uh, Super which, Mario Land. Super Mario Land. Um, that that's the big one, and obviously, yeah, they released the Game Boy, so you got to give huge props to Nintendo there. Yeah. So, you know, it was still a good year for Nintendo, but oh, I mean, we we can't like under. You look at the games the... that came out. It was well it was still a good year um yeah but well, not like the, the typical the, domination the you had a lot of interesting of things from is, is like can't be understated i mean it's yeah. it did a few That's things it proved why anything like this exists yeah i mean I it mean, didn't but it also portable what, uh you know in my kind of getting prepared yeah. for this video uh there's a few things that like got pointed out about the game boy um it didn't just like launch like the handheld market, but it um it was a console that was as popular as it was that was marketed not exclusively to children. Right. It is that they did was, Nintendo didn't market this as a as a kid's toy. It was marketed it was to adults as well. Something for adults to play um, with on their commute. In fact, that's yeah, where they got which the was idea. Kind of a big deal because the NES before this was marketed towards kids. I think one of the like, developers for Nintendo saw a guy playing with his calculator. Yeah, well, on so the, the guy train. I, I don't remember his name. I'd have to look it up real quick. Um, was it? But Hiramato. But, uh, I mean Miyamoto. Not not Miyamoto. Um, so it's the same guy who invented the the game and watch. Okay, um, and that came also came it, out, didn't it? With uh, that game and watch had been out the, for a while. The Legend of Zelda game watch, I think, released this year. Huh? Maybe I don't know. I, um, uh, let me look that up again. But you go on. 
but yeah so the um let's see uh i'm gonna i'm gonna uh yeah, gun, i'm gonna probably butcher this uh gunpei uh yokio or yokoi i don't i don't know um he so he designed the game boy and he's the same guy who designed the um the game and watch and uh no it's it's a big deal because the like i said it was marketed towards um adults as well and also I mean, there were other handhelds that came out pretty shortly after this. And the Game Boy, what they what the Game Boy proved was that fun always beats out technology when it comes to video games. Well, yeah, when they chose because to go with the there's there were other Game Boy or handhelds that came out in the just a couple years after this that were objectively way more impressive. But well, I know the Game, Game Boy, Boy Player, or what is it called? The next one that would come out had the green. The Game Boy coloring. Color. Well, and then we would get the Game Boy Color. I'm talking about oh, right, before right. the Game Boy Color. Right. There was there was like a smaller one, I think. Um, I, I I you know I'm not well versed on Game Boy history, but yeah, you can watch a video essay on that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, before the Game Boy Color, you went from black and white to the green, which I think is charming, actually. Um. And I honestly, I think the black and white actually works if, you know, there's good sprite design and gameplay, you know, if the gameplay really can. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I mostly played, I played a couple Game Boy stuff, but I'm not going to lie. I mostly played the home consoles and some Macintosh, you know, Apple. <laughs> yeah, I got and... really sucked into Super Mario Land and... That's easy to get sucked into, but I beat it. I tried to play stuff I never played before. Every time I do, oh, you beat it, nice. Yeah, I got all the way through it. Um, but every time we do one of these video games in time, especially in these early eras, um, well, comparatively, yeah, definitely early eras. Um, I I try to find stuff I've never played uh, before, even heard of before. I mean, I've heard of most of the games I played. There's a yeah. couple that, um. I like to see what else is there, you know, aside from the obvious ones. But there's a few on here that um, I intended to get into, but I wasn't able to because I was I was very busy this last week. But, Same. Um, I did a lot of playing in the last couple hours of different games. But, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I, I'll tell you about the ones I've played throughout the last couple of weeks, and then the ones that you know I kind of rushed into, but. I, I I got a solid experience on most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you want to? I've got a list here. I I say we start out with um the licensed games, movie tie-ins, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Let's do it. Because there's this is a big year for that. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> there was huge <laughs> movie tie-in year. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We got some good stuff out of it. So. You have the Batman. Batman the video game. Um, Batman the video game, 89. So the year of Batman. I've played this in the past a bunch before. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool game. Um, it kind of takes some getting used to because it's a slower game than some other action yeah, platformers. It, it's paced a little bit more like Castlevania yeah, in gameplay yeah. and you know platforming, but it's 
feels a little slower than that. It's a bit more strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the music's good. I think, you know, the sprites aren't anything to write home about, but the Batman sprite's fun. He's like purple and uh, yeah. cool. You know, well, it's pretty good looking for gameplay uh, elements. It, no, it is. I like NES the coloring. Game. Like the coloring is, uh, yeah, for for an NES title, it looks pretty nice. No, definitely. But there's some other NES titles that I think um, beat it in that. Uh, oh category. yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. The little whatever the toy trucks or whatever were so annoying. Yeah. The running on the ground, hated it. Um, but no, it's uh, it's Batman '89, and nostalgia yeah. plays a f- big factor into this kind of game. You know, I I recently rewatched the Michael Keaton movies, and uh, so it's it's fun playing this after watching those. <laughs> I, I I'm glad I haven't seen the Flash yet, honestly. Yeah, I don't really intend on seeing it until I'm in a situation where I have to. <laughs> I, I'm just being quite honest. I, I mean, I part of me really wanted to see it because Michael Keaton was back, but then I heard they kind of his this version portrayed in the Flash was like a, a parody. Yeah, I've heard and a lot of people say like it's, it's Michael so, Keaton, but it's not really the same Batman. It's not well written. I don't know. It's not the same darkness. The yeah. weird Tim Burtonness. Anyways, another movie tie-in game, and this one. Actually, I have an interesting thing to say about this one, but uh, another one I played was Ghostbusters 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I played a couple versions. I played the Game Boy version and NES version. Game Boy version, I thought the music, it didn't have like the theme music, but it had its own soundtrack. I thought it was Definitely charming, cute little chibi versions of the Ghostbusters crew. Uh, and it had an interesting gameplay mechanic where you choose two Ghostbusters. One of them drops traps. The other one does the proton pack. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, yeah I, I played I played a bit of the um, NES version for this, but I've not touched the Game Boy. I think the Game Boy version superior, especially gameplay-wise. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's no, definitely a charming little game. I didn't really understand the gameplay, but I didn't give it enough time to really get into it. But charming Game Boy game. Uh, the NES version, however, very, you know, fun, right? <laughs> charming, you know, uh, the graphics for NES. I mean, it's actually pretty good graphics. Good you know, the sprites are definitely the weakest part of this, but the mm. backgrounds and stuff is good. The soundtrack's great. It's just playing the Ghostbusters theme. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chip tune version. And it's got some Contra styling, like gameplay, mm-hmm. diagonal shooting, stuff like that, which definitely gave me hopes about it. And then I just started playing it and it was extremely clunky, overly difficult. The cat, every time you ran into the cat, would just stun you, and then you would, it would end the game. It, it, I did not find it enjoyable to play. Only fun yeah. to look at. For yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of those, you know, movie tie-ins without, a, a, you know, a lot of effort put into the gameplay. I don't I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe skill issue. But I don't know. It was 
what you expect. Yeah. Um, another one I played. This one's actually a horror game. Friday the Thirteenth, the game. Yeah. So. 1989. <laughs> this is notoriously a bad game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's. It takes some big, big swings, actually, mm-hmm. in a couple aspects. Um, yeah, the gameplay. Well, it's just weird. It, it's incredibly strange. You're some uh, like you're, you're some like uh, knife. You're like a camp counselor. camp counselor. Yeah, like throwing ninja stars or CDs or I don't know. Yeah. Throwing a bagel, <laughs> and you're fighting like little bigfoots. Uh-huh. And then there's like a timer and there's a counter for like, you have to collect, you have to light lamps and go in different houses and search. And I thought it was really cool how it switched the perspective. Like when you went in a house it like tried. behind your character, it definitely did some things, some interesting, <laughs> cool things, but it doesn't make any sense. The gameplay sucks. Mm. Uh, and just slow, awkward, if I want to be more specific, but it just sucks. Uh, Jason uh, is blue and purple, which that's fun. You can play as that. Ver- that you can play with that skin in the new Friday 13th game. The nice. asymmetrical one. Um, but aside from that, aside from it's just novelty, it's a nothing game. I could not play more than five minutes of it. Yeah, it confused me. It was clunky, <laughs> and it gave me anxiety, which I guess it was successful in evoking emotions. It evoked it gave me some emotions, yeah. With the timer, it definitely gave me anxiety. With the timer going off, and it's like <laughs> the kids, like they were dying, and like <laughs> I'm running around, I don't know what to do, <laughs> and mostly fighting Bigfoots though. Jason showed up once in my playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, it could have been you know something like splatterhouse where you play as jason but they they were too afraid to go that far i guess yeah anyways you have Let's any see. other movie tie-in ones you want to talk about well, there is um, or just licensed indiana jones and the last crusade i didn't get to play that um it's okay um like it's got great some movie cool... by the way oh yeah great movie um it's got some cool kind of stylized like sprites and stuff um it's just a side scrolling like castlevania like yeah castlevania like kind of i imagine um but it's fun because you go through you know you go through the events of the movie oh that's cool you know so how's um, the soundtrack it's fine. I mean, it's Indiana Jones, but hate bit. <laughs> nice, um, nice. So it didn't do uh, like a different thing. So that's no. It, it's 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 a fine game. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're a yeah, huge I didn't get to play that, Indiana Jones. I maybe I don't have shot. time to. I didn't upload anything on my computer or whatever. But I took screenshots um, of the games of some of the games I played. The ones that really stood out to me, and. Um, We'll we'll post some screenshots with, uh, when we do the post on Instagram at Odd Drunk Pod. Anyways, yeah. Um, I want to move on to one more movie game. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier, The Untouchables. 
Now this one right. was a huge swing. Uh, it, it definitely impressed me uh, tech on the technical level. Um, the music's good. It's groovy, you know, kind of spy music. Um, and, you know, it's the Untouchables game. And it has images of, like, Kevin Cosner and, like, the guy that played Al Capone and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think we played a game yet that has those kind of uh, textures yeah. on it yet. Robert De Niro. Pictures. Robert De Niro, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he was Al Capone? I think so. Let's see. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Um, uh, yeah, Tony. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Wow. Oh wow. Can't believe we forgot that. And Anyways, Sean Connery as Jim Malone. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's been a long time Sean since Con- I've seen that. Yeah, Sean so. Connery. Anyways, and the like, yeah, like the graphics, really cool depth to the backgrounds you're like fighting an alley and it's a cover shooter it's literally a cover shooter like arcade style cover shooter but 16-bit graphics damn (laughs) and it's definitely impressive definitely groundbreaking did not play well played incredibly (laughs) slow awkward weird like when you (laughs) aim it doesn't do like it i just wish it would have done like an auto aim thing or something but like when you aim first you have to reload every time and then when you aim uh, you move the cursor around, and it's very right. slow. I mean, this was a, this was an era <laughs> um, where there were a lot of attempts to um port kind of arcade games and arcade style games. Yeah, that's what it had to feel. And it maybe there is an arcade version of it, and uh, I just didn't play it. But I played the NES version, and imagine Duck Hunt, but it's a cover shooter. And you you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's incredibly hard. Incredibly hard. You got bad guys throwing TNT at you and barrels exploding and Kevin Cosner dies instantly whenever that happens. So yeah. Anyways. I imagine Kevin Cosner would if that happened. Yeah. Maybe not. He is Kevin Cosner. Anyways. That's the uh, last like movie before, one. Before we get into any big big games, there's one I want to yeah. mention because we talked about it in our 1991 games, but the uh-huh. original arcade version came out this year was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I was about to talk about that when ported. It was ported to the NES as Turtles in Time, and we're wait Turtles in Time came out in '89, the arcade cabinet the arcade version which, i played the which, first ninja yeah, so turtles different arcade game different so the the ninja turtle game there's a ninja turtles game came out on the nes this year i played that one too different one I the arcade ninja turtles game was the one that became turtles in time that when would they were, be when um, they were tasked to port it to the nes they made turtles in time Instead of just a straight port, yeah, but it's it's a very similar wow. game. No, I I played it. Well, I played the just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, not Turtles in Time. Yeah, but I played pr- plenty of Turtles in Time too, of course, because it's an absolute uh, classic banger. Yeah. And so is this one. I mean, Turtles the in Time original is arcade game, realistically more like a sequel, but like, yeah, well, it's the fourth. Yeah. In the series, I think, but 
the NES one counts as part of that. I, I, I forget. It's weird. But, yeah. Um, the NES one. So yeah, obviously the arcade one is an absolutely just classic banger, beat 'em up co-op game. Great sprites, animations, music. I mean, the music's crisp. It's very crisp because it's the arcade version. And um, you know, the you get people speaking, which is fun. You know, um, yeah, absolutely great beat them up i mean one of the classics i mean timeless i mean mm-hmm. beat them ups like that just timeless and fighters you know and the ninja turtle games continue to impress but yeah the nes version i had fun with it it's definitely very castlevania but you're moving around on a map like mario it's um each of the turtles have different abilities you know gameplay mechanics you it's know hard, slightly i mean it's it's hard it's difficult game. and um it's all about skill timing and yeah know, it can be a frustrating game at times um it definitely can be frustrating but also it's rewarding like when i first bought i mean fought um who was the first boss a uh, bebop right yeah yeah uh, speaking so. of ninja turtles a side tangent um, I saw the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, oh, how was that? Uh, produced by Seth Rogen. And great. It's nice. a ton of fun. Easily, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the original 90s ones. Yeah. But easily, honestly, in my opinion, like the best Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, it's just the art style is great. It definitely reminds you of the Mirage comics of the era. You know, yeah. And, 90. and it's just fun. And they're played by real, you know, kids, teenagers, like young teenagers, 13, 14, 15, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, so that's fun. There's good celebrity cameos. Ice cube is super fly. Seth Rogen's <laughs> the, uh, rock steady. Um, but he doesn't do his typical Seth Rogen voice which Ooh. I found very refreshing. He, and he didn't do the laugh once um, that I know of. <laughs> but no, it's just cool vibe. Obviously inspired like these kinds of movies with, you know, artistic uh, stylings is definitely inspired by Spider-Verse, but it's not any worse for it. It's just part of this era, you know? And uh, yeah, it's a, a real fun movie. Uh, there's even references to the games. Uh, there's action sequences where they do like side scrolling beating beat them up oh cool they fall in the sewers and stuff like the game and like they get the pizza power-ups which is pretty cool it's not like nice. a video game version of them but it definitely makes uh references to that it pays tribute but yeah great movie by the way but yeah the ninja turtle games yeah the nes version yeah can be quite clunky and frustrating but it's charming I mean, it's Ninja yeah. Turtles for crying out loud. <laughs> um, it's hard to make that um, unamusing. It's definitely amusing, but the arcade version, huge standout, definitely gives this year even more points. Um, it, what do you want to talk about next? We're done with the, unless you have anything else, I'm done with the licensed stuff. I don't think there's any other licensed ones off the top of my head. Um, there's probably other ones, but we can't play them all. There's a few that I didn't get to play that are important. Hey, tell um, me about it. So, uh, Populous. Maybe I got. 
came I out. This, it. Um, I don't know if it's his first game, but it's um, the first big hit from uh, Peter Molyneux. Uh, okay, um, give me a reminder. Uh, he's the guy who did Fable. Um, oh. Who is notorious for way over promising on games? Oh yeah, um, and uh, so Populous kind of kicked off his career as a game developer. Um, it was his first big, like, big hit. And uh, okay, it uh, it's. I mean, some people think it's still maybe his best game. <laughs> like it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Um, one game uh, I played a lot in the past when I was a kid. Did not get to play it for this. Uh, Sim City came out in '89. I played a bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, Sim City. That yeah, incredibly groundbreaking. I mean, it started that. I mean, was it the first of that genre? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, and it uh, started the city building. Sim, I mean, it's Sim City, the original, and I I played a bit of it. I my ROM, however, that I acquired, let's just put it that way, was the Japanese version, so I couldn't. And it's a very you know instruction heavy game. <laughs> yeah. So I it took me a little while to figure out all the controls and what everything does, but um, I built me a little city with an airport, a couple uh, industrial zones, and some homes and. It not only the first city builder simulation game, but one of the first like just relax and chill games of the era. Yeah, it was definitely just like just sit back and you know, you could spend hours on it, you know, making your city and just chilling out, vibing to the yeah. music. Um, um, I played this a lot. Not a this this and the sequel, SimCity 2000, which was, um, I don't remember what year that came out, 91, 92, something like that. Um, yeah, I think we covered it. Uh, but this is, the, I mean, it's a fun I'm, game. Um, as a kid, I did a lot of the uh, just you build a city and then destroy it with a big monster because you can do that in this game. We can get a monster in this one. Yeah, you can have like natural disasters happen and they destroy the oh, city. Oh yeah, and that's one of in them every like, sim. One of them is like a big kaiju. And on the the NES version, it's Bowser. Oh yeah, uh, which is fun. Um, oh, I gotta play it again. I want to see Bowser destroy my city that I worked so hard on. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, absolutely groundbreaking. You know, gives even more points to this. I mean, I'm telling you. We just got started on this year, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. it, yeah, some of the movie tie in stuff that, yeah, Ninja Turtles is good, Batman is good, but like, we're just getting started. Yeah. Um, Another game I didn't get to play because it's, it's a big game to get into um, Final okay. Fantasy Legend. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't play either of the Final Fantasy. It's, releases. well, this is the only main Final Fantasy that actually came out this year. Um, I thought two came out. No. Uh, this is, from my understanding, it's the first Final Fantasy game that was released in North America under the name Final Fantasy. 
Oh, yeah, like, it did have a different name. It was um because the in the early days of Final Fantasy, the North American releases were always like different from the Japanese releases. Right. Um, yeah, there's I could be wrong like wrong about that, but I think um so that that was a big game, but I didn't play it. <laughs> No, I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I didn't play the Final Fantasies. I'm too busy playing well these other games, but also the new Final Fantasy. Quick update yep. on that. Um, Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, love the gameplay. It's getting even better and funner with the new abilities and all that. The story, it's like Game of Thrones. You heard my other review. You know, slavery gore sexual intrigue political yeah. intrigue you know <laughs> that kind of thing um good stuff um but like i played the hell out of it well i mean not like i haven't like put eight hours a day or whatever but i put an hour or two a day and for the last few weeks and i barely moved in the story i finally like got past what i essentially considered a prologue because yeah. i just got to the next level which is five years later and everything else felt like a prologue to that, the way yeah. it's presenting it. So <laughs> definitely long, definitely a lot of cutscenes, but it's very rewarding. And honestly, it's entertaining to watch the cutscenes. And Final Fantasy usually does a great job of just making a fun game to that's also like basically its own little TV show, you know? Yeah. And it's good stuff. Anyways. Any other Final Fantasy games you were talking about? Those are the only ones, right? No, Legends. That's the yeah, Final that's Fantasy Legends. Um, I would like to talk about, before I get to one of my uh, my favorite NES game of this year, I'm going to talk about my second favorite one. So right. close to being my favorite one. But uh, the other one just beat it out a little. Anyways, DuckTales, 1989. Yeah. Um, Walt Disney budget and you it, it shows um, it's the sprites are fun you know you're playing a Scrooge McDuck and you know you're saving the other ducks and uh, it definitely fun sprites you know it's got that cartoon vibe to it on the NES and they definitely went the extra mile there gameplay is the standout here yeah the pogo stick gameplay, you know, just bouncing from enemy to enemy and uh, breaking stuff open, that kind of thing. Um, ton of fun. It inspired Sh Shovel Knight. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite games <laughs> ever, maybe. I mean, for retro, like modern retro games, which is a thing now where, you know, like a lot of indie developers make a 16-bit game. Yeah, with modern mechanics, you know that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, Ducktales, ton of fun. I, I think the only thing it lacks in is soundtrack. I, I think the soundtrack it has iconic themes, especially the moon theme. I've heard it in video essays. I swear. Uh, to God. Yeah. Um, but the quality is like, um, yeah, which fair, makes sense because enough. they put more processing power into the graphics I was, I was and gameplay why you're saying it's lacking on the sound checks i'm like the soundtrack's pretty iconic for it's just the quality right no that it's that a little lacking yeah. just but that's like my only negative thing to really say about it yeah 
Um, and it's fairly, it's not overly difficult either. Like it, it's fun. It, it's a fun game. You have anything to say about it? Aside I from think what you I said, said it all pretty much. I mean, it's what it's, it's got a good, um, it's a good amount of challenge, but it's, it's very accessible. So it's, mm-hmm. it strikes that balance pretty well. Um, oh, what happened all my notes? Anyways, the last NES game I want to talk about is Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse. If you have any other NES games, go for it, and then we'll get into that one um, because that's the last one I played. There is, um, baseball stars. On the NES. Okay. Played a bit of that. It's decent. Right. Um, at the time, it was considered like one of the best baseball video games. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's kind of, it takes some getting used to. Um, Who developed it? I don't remember. Uh, let me check. I can look it up. Yeah, I got it here. Um, SNK. Okay. So um so I can kind of expect they, like what that would look like. Yeah, and SNK, well <laughs> they later on on the Neo Geo did a a new like another version of the game which has like the SNK like kind of signature style like graphics and stuff like this. Um, yeah, I mean, I those like Metal Gear Slug, not yeah. Metal Gear, but Metal Slug graphics. But the I um, know exactly what. Yeah, the original was a lot more, you know, NES. I guess I don't know if that's the way to describe okay. it. <laughs> no, so you know, more colors, simple. Yeah, very simple. Um, but it's a good game. Very simple controls. Nice. Do you yeah. do you play as just like red blue red team blue team or do you get to play as the Yankees and the Cubs and they don't have any like licensed teams. Ga- teams no licensed teams. Um okay. they do have like player names um that are obviously like based off of real players. So like oh, San- so like Sandy. So that'd be like Sandy Koufax. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. But so they they tried to sneak in some recognizable stuff, but nothing was licensed. Okay, well, no, that's understandable. Um, before I go on to Castlevania, there's a couple games I didn't play a whole lot of, and I don't think I can fairly say something about it. But some Sega Genesis games, um, Golden Axe, um, I played a bit, and it's a definitely. One of the more interesting beat em ups I played. Um, you select different abilities at the beginning. It's kind of got that Neo Geo graphic style to it, even though it's earlier, you know, than that. Yeah. Not just not my cup of tea. It's a sluggish, too sluggish for um, a beat em up. But I see what it was doing. It was trying to have more like depth to it. It wasn't just like a side scroller um and like kind of rpg elements but aside from that i mean 
Yeah, I mean, essentially, it was the first hack and slash. Yeah. Um, which is definitely important, and I'm not discrediting it, but it's just it didn't work with me. Um, another one that didn't really work with me uh, was Shadow of the Beast. It's a little bit more fun to play, but again, slow and sluggish. And when it's slow and sluggish, I don't really enjoy it. It has to have a good... I think all these games, all these early 2D, uh, 16-bit, 8-bit games, they have to have a good flow to them. Yeah. To Um, work. If it... I mean, I don't know. It, a bit a big game that I tried that was kind of like that that I didn't I couldn't get into. Um, Altered Beast. Yeah. Came out in '89, and I, I, I can't get into Altered Beast. Definitely slow. I think it's really sluggish. sluggish. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's just awkward. And when the game is awkward to play, it's not going to be enjoyable. I but I know, I know it's got its fans. Yeah, and I also know that it is a port of an arcade cabinet game. So right, and that's a different. I know, assume experience. it's a it plays differently on the arcade, but um, I've also heard that the 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 port is a pretty respectable port as far as right. You know, for the so time. then we just don't like the game really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another game I didn't get to play for this session for this recording. Um, Earthbound Beginning, also known in Japan as right. Mother. Yeah. Um, I've only played Earthbound, which uh-huh. is technically Mother Two in Japan. Yeah. Um, and I honestly I haven't played enough Earthbound. I've played its uh, spiritual successor, Undertale, which was huge. If you know, a few years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, uh-huh. whenever it was huge, twenty fifteen. I don't know, but. I need to play more Earthbound. It's definitely a charming game. It's, I love, I mean, it's basically Dragon Quest, but it's like the 80s. Um, and then it also has the most horrifying boss. Um, no yeah. Gaming. <laughs> uh, what's its name? Uh, the, it's like the fetus and it looks like a, a monster. Um, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Um, Let me look it up. It's like Gygus or something like that. Earthbound scary. Earthbound's legit can get scary, by the way, if for everyone listening. Yeah, Gygus. Because yeah. um, the whole game is like an analogy for the fear of pregnancy and stuff. And like, yeah, it's it gets weird. Definitely. It is, weird. It is a weird game. game. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, a groundbreaking, incredibly important RPG, and just you know, yeah. The uh, um, Earthbound Beginnings are is is available on the Nintendo Switch Online. Now. Nice. Um, nice. I don't I don't know when they added that, but relatively recently, I think it was. I might just might just check it out there. It'll be easier than yeah. trying to find a, a good ROM for it. You know. Right. Right. If there's the way I look at it with my emulator, yeah, I love playing it and everything. Um, but if there's an official version, I will play the official version. Yeah. It's like Nintendo, we will give you so much money 
to just play the official versions of your classic old games. Yeah. NES and SNES <laughs> games and everything. And etc. But you make it so hard to find those versions that we have to go to emulation, that we have to go to ROMs. And because like the the I'm telling you, Nintendo, we will pay for it. We will yeah. pay for it. And like the Nintendo so, Switch online thing is great. But what's gonna that's happen? a decent selection. Yeah, but what's gonna happen when well they a limited selection supporting the Nintendo Switch online in the future? Like Right, and they will. Nintendo yeah. has done that with every eShop they've made for their games. Yeah. They always drop it. Nintendo, you make amazing content, great games, classic games, but your policy against your fans is very antagonistic, and you force us into a corner where we pirate your games, to be quite frank with you, Nintendo. Love you, but also... <laughs> Also, kind of hate you, <laughs> yeah, for that reason. Anyways, yeah, good stuff. Um, the last NES title I want to talk about here is Castlevania Three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Castlevania always hits; it always works. It's always good. Yeah, every it, Castlevania we played so e- far, even. Um, even kind of the, the lesser Castlevania games are still still have something. Even the lesser ones offer. are still good. Um, um I played a lot of a lot of cast, different Castlevania games recently. And it's funny that I, I know they've done a couple 3D attempts and like God of War likes and stuff, I think, but and then they've they did like a callback one. I, I think Symphony of it was like a callback to the Harmony of Despair, uh, but I forget it was called. But um, yeah, Castlevania's kind of non-existent now uh, as an IP. Yeah, I know the it's... anime, se- the Netflix series is great. I love it. It's a pretty cool anime, a uh, Western anime, and yeah. um, it's just interesting that Castlevania in this era, in the eighties and nineties, was the king. I mean, one of the kings of gaming konami what are you doing you're mostly doing mobile game stuff and like casino games i get it you're you're faded out but if you came out with a banger castlevania game you could just do like a 2d one yeah people would take it take after (laughs) you know uh learn from metroid dread what nintendo did with that yeah just do a a classic like castlevania game with modern graphics yeah. Or even stylized graphics. Well, it seems like most of the time. Or just make a 16 bit one. I mean, geez. Castlevania oh. ends up being just like retro collections and things like that that they re release. And that's yeah, and that's easy it. enough. You can keep re releasing your old games, your ancient games, because they're great. Yeah. Um, Castlevania 3, I love the color palette here. You know, it's very Technicolor, very Halloweeny. Obviously, it's Castlevania, but it's extra in this one. There's a, a lot of bright greens and purples, and yeah, it's just a very fun-looking game. It's fun to look at. It's I had a huge smile on my face the whole time playing. No matter how frustrating it got, especially the Medusa heads. Um, but you know, like the introduction, how it's like a film reel and stuff. Great stuff. 
Um, I the music, music here is absolutely banger in my opinion. Yeah, it like the first level is a derivation of the original Castlevania theme in a very satisfying way. It it has great new original music, so that definitely helps. And honestly, like I said earlier, these games really need a good flow to the gameplay, and this just hits it. Just like great gameplay flow. It's definitely the best of the NES Castlevania games. Oh, definitely. And and that's not discrediting the other ones, but this one's just... Um, It is a shame that the the NES games... Uh, and this one included do get overshadowed by the SNES by Super Castlevania and by the yeah. PS1 uh, Harmony of uh, Despair, you know, Symphony of but the Night, Symphony of the Night. Yes, yeah, one of that. When we get to that year, we'll definitely talk about it, <laughs> whatever year it came out like 92, no, four. Five. Uh, I, don't so, I don't know. Mid 90s ish. But this one, yeah, definitely the best NES Castlevania. And if it had diagonal aiming, I swear to God, it would be on par. Aside from pixel detail, it'd be on par with Super. It'd be, oh, nice. It'd be, uh, my birth year. It'd be on par with Super Castlevania. Honestly, if it had diagonal aiming. And, um, yeah, that's, it would, <laughs> It, 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 but it's an absolutely banger game. I almost put DuckTales above it just because I think it's, well, it's more, well, it's not an original IP, but it's the first of it, of it, that series and the gameplay is fun and innovative, but damn, Castlevania just knows how to do it. Konami knew how to do yeah. it back then. Yeah. yeah just geez. a banger, absolutely banger game. Uh, I mean, what more could you ask for? It's just baffling to me that there's these, this and Metroid, and Metroid's coming back a little bit, but for a while, Metroid didn't exist really outside of handhelds. <laughs> oh, after Prime, I mean Metroid, um, like after the Prime trilogy, Metroid went away for a while. Yeah, it so it's it's baffling to me that died. you have these two franchises that have an entire genre. Metroidvania. I mean, after them (laughs) for a long time, really went away and Castlevania hasn't really come back much. No. um, The only recent Castlevania thing I would really recommend that I played is a doom mod. (laughs) Yeah. First person Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah. It's a recreation. I believe it's a recreation of a, yeah, it's a super Castlevania recreation, but um, I mean, give us something. Anyways, yeah, that's my favorite NES game of this year. Not my favorite game of the year, though. Yeah. At least not the most impressive game of the year. Uh, The next one I want to talk about, this is neither from SNES or NES. Well, it would be ported to SNES. Prince of Persia on the Macintosh. Yeah, I was hoping that you would bring that up soon. Um, Of course. Of course I would. I, well, I cool hope game. you would have if I forgot. But um, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a super cool game. I mean, uh, it's... I wrote this in my notes that it feels more like an art piece than it is a game. 
because yeah. honestly, I'm bad at it. Oh, it's it's brutal. not my favorite gameplay. Yeah. However, I don't care. It's so smooth and the depth, like it's almost 2.5D in the 16-bit yeah. era, and it has rotoscoping, which is pretty much proto motion capture. Yeah, the, in a video the, game. the rotoscoping animation it's is so, so good. Um, it does a really good uh, job, like making you feel really cool when you when you get past a puzzle. Yes. Um, it's parkour. This, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, damn, it's so Prince of Persia eventually brought us Assassin's Creed because that was oh. a Prince of Persia spinoff, and then they just made it its own game. Yeah. If it wasn't for this, we might not have the platformers that we have now, hardcore uh -huh. platformers with smooth animations and like everything you do is its own animation. And it's this was the, like the, the start of that. The idea of a, a cinematic platformer. A cinematic platform. Exactly. Yeah, this is the great granddaddy where it's of the, Assassin's Creed. The, um, the idea of instead of mechanical, like do whatever you want type of depth it's make you feel cool <laughs> exactly and so many games you know now it's at this point with games you got to strike a balance between make you feel cool and have good gameplay and assassin's creed often fails to strike that balance sometimes it goes too far into you look cool with the parkour animations like with unity but the gameplay is kind of weak even you know free flow combat Arkham and styled are it's very weak parkour, but it's got good gameplay with the uh, more RPG centric Assassin's Creed games. Uh, so many games have to strike that balance now. And this is one of the earliest games to create that dilemma between animation feeling cool and gameplay. And I yeah. think it's just a little bit weak on the gameplay part, maybe just because it's a skill issue. But um, aside from that, huge game. Uh, revolutionary. Yeah. I mean, um, one detail in this that I don't think I ever noticed before um, is that, so Prince of Persia, some of the, some of the plot elements in it are loosely, and I say very loosely, based off of a book of a thousand and one nights. Um, oh yeah, which is also what Disney's Aladdin was extremely loosely based on. So you have some funny similarities of these two. This game that came out just a few years before the movie. Um, of the villain in Prince of Persia is named Jafar. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, it's and, very Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's very... In fact, the Aladdin game took a lot from this, even though it was more of a platformer. And there yeah. was another game in 91. I forget what it was called, but it was a very like, artistic like platformer. Yeah, because the, 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 of the plot of Prince of Persia, it's the, the, the vizier Jafar... He's a wizard. He wants the throne, so he tries to force the princess to marry him. That's mm -hmm. the plot. And then you, that's kind of like the plot of Aladdin. 
Um, and yeah, uh, Jordan Mechner created or Mechner. I don't know how to pronounce his name. And it was originally Brotherbund uh, developing software found in 1980. Went defunct in 98. And then Ubisoft acquired Prince of Persia IP and made the reboot Sands of Time. Yeah. And that's when it went to the 3D era proper. Well, they had Prince of Persia 3D 99, but I think, you know, when Ubisoft took over, that's when it really ushered in this kind of platformer. This, yeah, you know. So, yeah, incredibly important game, incredibly impressive game. Not my favorite one to play, but definitely a great one to look at. And I it's definitely a cool want to look experience. at it's a cool experience. Yeah. I want to look at people play it. I want to watch good people at this game play this game. Oh, the dog and the cat are getting in a little bit of an argument over there. <laughs> Anyways, we have a dog now. It's a long-haired chihuahua. Her name's Coco. That was the name she was given when we adopted her. Nice. Uh, Roshi decided to keep that name. They're doing okay. They coexist. But the cat is still definitely not ready for any kind of playtime or uh yeah touching or you know coming near her space which i understand anyways prince persia amazing i mean i don't have much else to say about it like i said feels like an art piece more than it does a game but um that's not a bad thing here uh it broke into the cinematic gameplay which i mean it's still um i found like list online of like ranking the prince of persia games like all of them and it's pretty consistently put in like the top three <laughs> no <laughs> honestly i mean to be honest one. to be honest it's maybe just a skill issue you know i i find it a little difficult if i give it more time it's I might, like well i mean it's, gameplay more. it is notoriously also a very brutally difficult game it's all about timing and it's not definitely not your typical platformer in it. Yeah. It's what broke the mold for um, platformers. Yeah. Um, you have any other game to talk about? It's, that pretty much sums up my list. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, um, there's not a whole lot to say, but a little bit about super Mario land. Of course. Um, it's a cool game. It's the first appearance of Princess Daisy in a Super Mario game. Oh, Cause, really? Because Peach is not in it. It's Princess um, Daisy. And neither is Bowser. There's no Bowser. It's, so this was not developed by Nintendo. Really? So there's some weird stuff in it. And there's, there's one level... When has that happened? The, the, this probably it's gotta be like one of the only times they've ever i guess when square enix did um square enix did legend of seven stars yeah that's um, like the other one in I the early days of. of like the the game boy there were games that nintendo handed off so like another it's not 1989 but um uh link's awakening was not developed by nintendo was developed by capcom Um, Whoa. 
So there's some weird like Capcom. stuff. I think it was Capcom. I, I need to double check that. Um, uh, that doesn't really seem like. Well, I guess yeah, Capcom did a lot of yeah. things like that. But when I think Capcom, I think just classic fighters. But yeah, um, but like the the result is um, one Resident Evil, of course. I yeah, yeah. Well, the the result with um, Super Mario Land is there's some weird stuff. So like, uh, like you don't have a fireball. You have like this if like you kind of have a fireball, but it like bounces around. So you sh- you fire off one and it'll bounce around the map. Um, oh yeah, um, that's introduced in um a lot of modern yeah uh, Mario games. Um, so you don't have the traditional fireball that just like goes bounces forward. It, like you fire off one and it'll bounce around off walls. Bounce off shit. a wall. Um, yeah. There is an on rails shooter segment. Is there? Yeah, you get into a submarine. I haven't played enough. You get into a submarine and it's an auto scroller shooter. And you what? fire you you fire missiles. Yeah. <laughs> um it's just That's one great. level in the entire game. <laughs> Comes out of nowhere. Wow, no, it doesn't repeat that mechanic ever. It doesn't repeat that mechanic at all. It's just one <laughs> level, which is wild. Um maybe they just had the budget to do it once. Like yeah. let's try this thing out. And there and there's just like it's it's fun because it's um it's a Super Mario game that kind of takes place in our world sort of so okay because you the idea is Mario's traveling around the the world um sounds like Odyssey yeah so <laughs> there's four different worlds first one is like ancient Egypt second one in that world is like an ocean themed some I, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um then there's um Easter Island and then there's like feudal Japan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And all the bosses are themed. So like the first boss <laughs> is like a Sphinx. Feudal Japan. Uh okay. Yeah, I gotta is, play that yeah. more. I, I honestly do. It's pretty fun. But... Um that's the uh, only like Mario game of that era I haven't given enough time into. I mean, there's only four, there's 12 levels in total. Makes so, sense, Game Boy. Um, it can be challenging at times. It's not. I so like it. I like that. Uh, you know, you, you'd have to start over, but with the magic of emulation, you can make save states. Rewind. Uh, save states, <laughs> rewinds. All that jazz. There's also um there's not much to say about this one, but it came out this year and it is one of my favorite games. Uh, Minesweeper <laughs> came out in '89. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> Minesweeper. There's nothing to say about Minesweeper. It's you know, you know what, what it is. is. It's Minesweeper. We've all played it when we were kids, bored on yeah. our dad's computer. You know, and, and I we... <laughs> a few years ago downloaded a version of it on my phone, and it's. Um, has sucked away many hours of my life because I play a lot of Night Sweeper. It's you know it's the predecessor to twenty forty eight. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good. It's it takes some like 
it's one of those games you have to it's i wouldn't say it's necessarily that hard once you kind of get the hang of it because you learn certain patterns and all that sort of stuff um and it's Mm. ultimately it's a logic game it's math uh no it's not really math it's logic um don't let the numbers fool you but it feels um, like I'm doing math, and I, yeah. I <laughs> don't let the numbers f- fool you, because basically the game, like what you're doing, you, you, like you're not doing, you're not doing math. You're looking at it and saying, okay, patterns. Uh, there, yeah, it's patterns and logic. So you're looking at it yeah. and going, okay, well, there has to be two mines here, <laughs> and there's three spots, so this one can't be a mine. On the spot, go diagonally. Go um, up. But you also learn patterns uh, and it's just I wouldn't say it's like a super hard game or anything, but you have to like go out of when, your way to learn how to play it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was afraid I was going to like give my dad's computer a virus from playing Minesweeper. Like if I messed <laughs> up, oh, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to like blow up his computer or like do something wrong. Yeah. It's like at the time, Minesweeper felt like code. So I it's kind of funny you should say that because I a while back I was playing it on my phone and there's a guy I know at one of the bars who does coding like for his job and he saw me playing that yeah. and he's like wow. you know that he's like you know okay. that's essentially what I do at work. <laughs> he's like he's like coding is like minesweeper is kind of coding? I mean it's not coding but like the type what what I say it's a logic it's not a math game it's a logic game, yeah. That's Looking what I for mean. The like coding coding ultimately is is logic. Yeah, like if you get into coding, you had like if you got a degree and you were learning coding, you would probably have to take a logic course. I've actually I've wanted I I honestly if I went to get another degree, it being coding, yeah. That way you can a be a hacker man, science degree. Hack yeah, hacker man, and so I can make mods for myself. Yeah. And you can time travel. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. that's coding one hundred and one. You time travel, you can hack into the government. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say anything. Government. Um, I also want to talk um, about. I I know this isn't the original version didn't come out in 89, but the Game Boy version did. And it's probably the biggest, most well-known version. Tetris is kind of a big deal. Of course. Well, Um, it really, I mean, it's the highest selling game of all time still. Yeah, it's one of them. It's up there. I don't remember. Um, Obviously huge in Soviet Russia. uh, That's where it's kind of bread, but um, it's kind of an interesting story how it came around because like the isn't there a movie about it? I don't know. Um, With um, the guy from The Kingsman. Which guy? The main one, the young, the younger oh, one. Oh, um, Taron Egerton. Taron Elgerton or Egerton. Egerton or, or Edger? some some Edgerton. Ed some British Taron Taron Egerton. Tagger. <laughs> edgy fart i don't know <laughs> tagger edgy fart <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways uh, yeah he's in it uh there's a movie about it yeah well it's it's kind of funny because the the story so they created the game and and it pretty quickly became like this game that all all these publishers wanted the rights to but um, yeah officially 
no one had actually bought the rights. They just, it was just a bunch of companies claiming they had the rights for a while. Yeah. And I think Tegger Egerton's uh, character is like the guy that sold it to Nintendo. Yeah. So finally what happened is um, Nintendo actually sent a person to the Soviet Union to Tegger Egerton. Egerton. Yeah. Um, and they Tiger, negotiate the rights. Um, and another company, I don't remember which one it was, got the rights to the arcade version. But um, okay. Uh, so, but the well, game, it was on the Game Boy. Yeah, and then everybody had it. Yep, and that's what made it. Big. Everybody was I mean, playing it. And yeah. uh, I mean, you still see people online who are like Tetris. I want to get into it. There's, I, I played it a little bit. Fortnite, psh, that's for scrubs. It's all about Tetris Battle Royale. They have it. <laughs> yeah. Tetris and you 99. see how long you can keep. Yeah. And you keep Tetrising until the last person. <laughs> so, it's kind it's of a fun. Very uh, nerd I, version of Fortnite, but still, Tetris, such a simple concept, turning around shapes, they're coming down, you match them. I mean, I think right it colors. might be one of the but one greatest, of the most genius one of the most genius games ever created. Never because of its simplicity. But we're not gonna it's give it like, too many points for this year because it, te- the original Tetris didn't come out this year. Yeah, technically, so it was like I'm not gonna let that. Um, but it's uh, definitely important that we got the Game Boy version. But I, the I Game don't Boy want version that. To, is the version I've played the most of. And uh, I think it's the version most people have played. If you most, if so. you go online, there's like onto like Reddit, like Tetris, the Tetris Reddit and stuff like that. Some people will still and say that, is. that the Game Boy version is their favorite, superior version, and whatever. Um, uh, I went through a period like a couple years ago where I played the shit out of Tetris for like oh, it's addicting for like a few months. It's the first like. I mean, especially when it came out on Game Boy, it's like the first mobile game. The first just like addicting, easy to learn, hard to master um, game. And it has that addicting factor to it. It has that like you, you, you just keep going, you find new tricks. And then there's all kinds of games that wouldn't exist without Tetris. Um, like candy crusher uh whatever's you know um all those bad mobile games and that kind of might take some points away from tetris because it created that kind of game because a lot of them aren't as smart you know as tetris or you know intuitive but definitely massively important uh I mean, yeah, Tetris. Enough said. Yeah. Right. Anyways, I think is that everything uh, we want to say about this year? Is there any games that we're missing here? Final Fight came out in eighty. Did you play it? No. I um, we have to Sorry. mention I played a tiny bit, but it's such a massive game. Like, let me guess, we missed a huge one. Yeah, there's a huge one in here that, um, I mean, it's when you impressive. Say it, I'm gonna freak out. It's impressive because I mean, this is a for the time, this is a 20 to 40 hour game. <laughs> um, uh, Fantasy Star 2. 
Yes, I um, actually did intend on playing that, but I played a little bit of it, but not nearly enough to talk about it. So, well, tell me I'll, about what you played. Uh, I just tell played us. like the intro. There's some what's what's cool about this right from the get go is it's got a really cool the sci-fi setting in it is really cool. It's very like very 80s like the main character has like a headband with like <laughs> hair flown over it's super 80s but the, nice. the, the entire like idea of it like is kung like, fury like you're yeah exactly like that that entire thing um uh but it's like a you're like a government agent in this like utopia okay. that and this utopia is run by this thing called the mother brain, which is like this AI, it just handles everything. But the mother brain's been kind of freaking out a little bit, so you have to go investigate. Um, and uh, um, sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it uh, it's 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 what makes it for my from uh, I can I just read up a little bit about it before we recorded, and it's supposed to be an important game because it's one of the first um rpgs to really take its plot seriously okay um you know before is that, that to its own benefit apparently <laughs> again <laughs> i did not get enough into it because it's i mean but it's an I, honorable mention yeah honorable mention like you like we have to bring it up. We have to. Is, I mean, yeah. It all also no. For, I mean, for uh, for the time, it's a. Uh, I mean, it is like a twenty to forty hour game, depending on. Yeah, I mean, any RPG, yeah. no matter the era. I mean, you have to put a lot of time into it and been busy. That's the same reason why I didn't get I into think... Final Fantasy Legends because I mean, it's not as long of a game, but it's, a, from my understanding, it's a very unforgiving game mm. and if it can be very grindy uh, right <laughs> welcome to final fantasy <laughs> yeah anyways but anyway. i think we should wrap this up i think we've talked about everything uh that we played and that we want to talk about that matters yeah huge year I think this year shocked else. me this year surprised me it shocked me it shooketh me um but uh, something happened. Don't worry about it. But anyways, off screen. <laughs> um, yeah. I was inclined to give this an A before I played some of these games. Before I played Prince of Persia, Castlevania 3, DuckTales, uh, SimCity, honestly. It's so groundbreaking. Yeah, this is a tough one. TMT to, arcade game. This is a really tough one to rank. It's Be right in between an A and an S for me. It's yeah, very close to an S. It's it, why, you it's would why have to think tough. it's an S for it to be an S. I'm inclined to say it's an A simply because is mm. it on the same level as a, a year like 91? Okay, let's go back to 91. Because that's our because only... That, that was our... That's our only S tier so far. Yeah. And, out of the years we've covered. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, so 91, here we go. 
Street Fighter 2, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, A Link to the Past. That's a huge game. Uh, <laughs> um, Super Mario World. Super Castlevania 4, Turtles in Time, oh, Duke Nukem. Oh, Metroid God. 2, I mean, Duke um, Nukem, who cares? Streets of Rage, Another World, um, Final... Uh, Street Fighter 2. Final Fantasy Adventure. Um, yeah, I mean... F Zero, Monkey Island Two, F Zero. Oh, and that's a revolutionary point and click. Uh, Super Mario um, World. Yeah. Came out no, there, I mean, right? um, but I think what ninety one actually lacks compared to eighty nine is the groundbreaking factor. Fair enough. These are all banger games, and we have new mascots, new franchise. We I had mean, first civilization, which I'll I guess say, it, that's also groundbreaking. What I'll say about '89 is it's it's a year where some consoles or games are moving on to the 16-bit. Some games are still in 8-bit, and it's 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 pushing the limits of the 8-bit. It's on somebody's. Games. It's your you have these you have game developers who have been working with this technology for a bit now and are either pushing that know to work around or you know they know um or are finding that they can't work with this technology at all anymore that's uh uh, fantasy fantasy star 2 started as um a uh a mega drive game a bit a bit and was pushed to be um game gear uh okay uh, because they they were like we can't we can't do this on eight bit. <laughs> um, um, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards an S. Yeah, uh, there was yeah. a lot of bummer, kind of mediocre movie tie-ins. Friday Thirteenth, Ghostbusters Two, but then you had bangers like the Ninja Turtle, TMNT arcade game, Castlevania Three, Prince of Persia, Ducktales. I mean. Earthbound beginnings, uh, but yeah. then, you know, I mean, yeah, you have a lot also, of mid games here, but then you have such big Sim City. I mean, come on, I also feel like you 80, have 89 has to be stuff. one of the last years for the arcade cabinet as well. Um, not that the arcade like well, died out, arcades but, like, continued on. You but, had the X Men uh, arcade game. Yeah, you had but what Sims I mean, Ar- what I mean is like for like really iconic arcade games that they're porting over to home consoles and trying to figure that out. Um, in the next oh, like Pac Man Galaga. Yeah, like, in the next few years after early after eighty nine, you started. I think you start to see. Um, no, people aren't caring so much about porting arcade games to um, home consoles. They're caring about the new greatest thing. Yeah, home consoles about are just moving on from arcade. home consoles. Story, more story-driven games, more graphically, yeah, uh, demanding games, more gameplay elements. Uh, the arcade games of old, though, have lived on. They yeah. always will. I think, I, I think I think uh, Galaga, Ms. Pa- Ms. Pac-Man. I mean, I wouldn't, but put it, yeah, it was I the end of that above, era. I wouldn't put it above ninety-one, yeah. but I think I think I'm gonna agree with you and push it. Equal to terms S. of ninety-one. 
yeah, or a lower to, S, lower, lower S, S tier, lower S. But I, I will agree to push it to S tier for for one reason, and it's even though we didn't talk about it a ton, the Game Boy is probably one of the most important, like consoles. Oh, to if come out we're talking about consoles, ever. <laughs> I mean, this might be one of the most important years ever. You're right. Yeah, this ushered in the portable era. Yeah, this ushered in gaming wasn't just for kids it yeah, was for and adults we, we had doing game, business we on their the, commute the genesis slash game gear um hell i mean we want to have year. like mobile gaming gaming as we know it yeah you know not just portable gaming but dev- hell even other devices devices that yeah. you take with you on your go that entertain you you know the cell phone became a streaming device, video device, a video game device. Yeah. Uh, it can do everything. People, people and play people play games on the go on their cell phones partly because the Game Boy. The happens. Game Boy was the f- pretty much the first thing that gave I mean, you entertainment and just entertainment on the go. Yeah, I mean, I if we're comparing so, this year to '91, I would kind of push it up. Yes, there you with had the nine, SNES with '91. I mean, yeah, the SNES had. 91 had iconic timeless games, but I mean, I'd argue that the Game Boy is a more important console than the SNES was. The Game Boy brought gaming to everybody. Yeah. Console gaming, yes, was huge. And of course, like game, you know, systems like the Nintendo and SNES out. I don't know if they outsold the Game Boy. I think um, they did, but let, let's find out. Hold on, let me. The, I, I'm I don't know because the thing is, the Game Boy. If you include the Game Boy Color, because, and a lot of people do because the Game Boy Color wasn't really a true sequel console it was like just like colors updated <laughs> version it kind of like the ps4 pro um right um it was around for uh like well over a decade <laughs> like 11 12 years oh yeah which is and then you would get even uh, for game the, boy advance yeah well, that that's the Game Boy Advance came out in two thousand and one, um, and uh, yeah, it was a while, yeah, before so the next 80, like leap eighty nine to two thousand and one, um, and some of the biggest fr- game franchises of all time started on the Game Boy. It's you know la- later on in its life, but you got like Pokemon. Yep, and. Not um, quite yet I, in this era, but yes. I don't know. I'm not. I'm struggling to find the numbers exactly. I don't know what the numbers for the Game Boy were compared to like the SNES, but after the SNES was done, and the and Nintendo moved on to the N64, um, the uh, Nintendo's lifeblood from that point on, pretty much until the Nintendo Switch, was handhelds. Oh yeah. Like, now listen to the and they've gone back to I mean, it. I mean, like, it's all ga- come gamers full like circle. Ga- gamers like us will point to like the importance of the 64 and the GameCube and the Wii and all that sort of stuff. And they were big, but if we're talking pure sales numbers, none of those consoles 
except for maybe the Wii. So um, competed with other consoles. Um, some stats, but the so Game Boy more... and the Game Boy Advance and the Nintendo DS absolutely competed with other consoles. I mean, dominated. there's people that still play their Game Boys that still well, play. I mean, their Game Boy Color. There's also a good reason Dance. why, um, with the exception of the PSP and the PS Vita, which were mildly successful, um, until basically yeah, this not until, enough. Honestly, until the Steam Deck, no other companies could even slightly break into the handheld market. Well, and what the Steam like, Deck does, <laughs> it's a portable gaming device that brings console gaming, PC mm-hmm. gaming to your hands. Yeah. Um, there's other, yeah, the PSP attempted that. PS Vita definitely attempted that. You have some other, like, streaming best based stuff. And but, the Nintendo um, Switch kind of started that, too. The Switch um, started I it mean, in. You, to give you console-like experiences portably, but it was last generation stuff. Now, yeah, it's getting to the point where next-gen current games are you're able to play them portably. Yeah. Well, um, well, it's kind of like uh, um, the Switch kind of opened the doors. Uh, it was kind of the yeah. the, the no, mark the mark the point because I mean I think it was inevitable it would happen that we would get to a point with gaming like console technology that handheld devices would be able to start to compete with now it's it it was just inevitable your home console and the switch was your home console and it's portable yeah and basically until until that happened with the switch and now the steam deck and asus is doing theirs um playstation's rumored to do one yeah yeah um, which well, be, there, there's might which, be a streaming device that's supposed to link with the yeah, PS5 not, or something. I don't know. I, like, who cares, really? Um, but, but I can uh, already do that on this. Yeah, my but, Retroid, I can stream. Yeah, but um, basically, until the Switch app opened the doors for this change that we're seeing right now with stuff like the Steam Deck and the Asus, um, Nintendo was the handheld market. Oh yeah, and it's because and it's because I mean, the Game Boy worked so well. Nintendo has essentially dominated the handheld market until the Steam Deck. To yeah. be quite honest, and and seriously, which is impressive. There have been a lot of attempted. Years. There's been a lot of attempted handhelds, and the only ones, like going back to like 1990. Yeah, Sega was trying to do handhelds. Nokia was trying to do handhelds. <laughs> and the out of all of these handhelds that were at Nintendo, the only one that kind of made a little bit of a dent was PlayStation's. Yep. And That's even the only then, one that came close. That was even just a little bit of a dent. Not 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 that much of a dent. <laughs> no, yeah. It didn't um, even just really enough to be remembered, be basically. Anyways, the Game Boy sold more than 118 million units if you uh combine the Game Boy and Game Boy Color sales. Oof. Uh, 32.4 million units sold in Japan, but 44 million sold in Americas, and 42 million sold in the rest of the world. Um, comparing that to, I guess, the next-gen game of this era, that well, well the next-gen uh, Nintendo system, SNES. Trust me, it still sold quite a lot. For a home console, 49 million units. But doesn't even touch the Game Boy. Damn. 
Yeah. Um, I think Nintendo's next highest selling console would be the Wii. Yeah, Nintendo didn't even come close to the the NES sales until they released the Wii. The Wii, yeah. And yeah. the GameCube for some reason kind of the game, even the though GameCube and the N64, while they had like really iconic, like genre defining games, um, didn't do that well commercially. No. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's... they developed the Wii because they needed to switch things up. And then they made the switch to switch things up. <laughs> ah. They switched things up again on us. Are we going to get a Switch 2? Like, what is Nintendo doing next? That's what I... We have to. I mean, they can't keep doing the... They can't just keep doing the Switch, but they also can't go back to a different type of console at this point. They Like, whatever they do next <laughs> has to be like a the derivation Switch. Yeah. of the Switch. They, it's too late. Like, they, they open these doors... Even if doors, you call it something different. Like, yeah, they open these, these doors that allowed, like, the Steam Deck to happen and stuff like that, but they also made it for themselves. They can't go back now. And they like, have to kind of catch up. I'm interested. I'm really excited for um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. Which looks, looks like awesome. a new proper 2D Mario game, but with a next-gen, you know, yeah. flair to it. And, and weird, weird and stuff. Such. Yeah, and I love that's, weird stuff. That seems to be their whole gimmick, with because every Mario game has a gimmick, and that seems to be this one's gimmick. Is It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that looks fun. They should have just called it Super Mario Brothers Weird. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe before we get on into more tangents, um let's rank this. Let's rank S, this. S tier. Is it um, gonna be other I mean Yeah, I mean, like everything we said before, there's no way we cannot rank this S tier. I don't think there's as many S tier games as ninety one, but Game Boy alone, you know, and yeah. then you have other platforms getting a shine like the, the Apple Mac too, you know, and everything like that. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna year, have to we're gonna huge have crossroads. Yeah, and and the thing is, I mean, with years like this, the later we get into gaming history, the less S tier years there are gonna be when you compare them to these ones just because these ones were so kind of defining. Well, we got plenty of defining years coming up. Yeah. Uh, plenty, but well, and also we rank these relative to the year that they are in and yeah. compared like, yeah, obviously the graphics of Prince of Persian 89 doesn't compare to the graphics of Assassin's Creed Rogue. <laughs> That's not the point we're making here. For the so, systems and for the weird, graphics. It's a weird and, Assassin's Creed game that for you to have picked for an example. <laughs> Isn't that the new one? Rogue? Coming out. No, Rogue was the, the one they released at the same time as Unity. You play as the Wait. Templar. It was the Black Flag sequel, like the ice ship one. Yeah, yeah. The the, the you play as an an Irish, the one I never played. Yeah, 
it's an okay, it's okay, it's an okay game. No, but it doesn't look like that game. Uh, but that's not the point here. We're ranking these within the context. And also, graphics are not, and I, I I will continue to say this. I've always said this. It's the gameplay that matters. The flow. Yeah. The music. The, if it I all like ties to, I like together, to think about it's it, enjoyable. A combination of import, a p- importance of the year and also how, how many of these games would I be completely happy to just have and play all the time and a lot of these right. games i'd be very happy to just just have these games <laughs> oh i'm gonna be like, playing retro games all night yeah i'm off work tomorrow anyways i think we've gone on long enough um and as we go on with this series um i think you know we should get to a point where we reevaluate our rankings yeah, we will have to do that eventually because if we're too nice to, we're probably going to be too nice to some years and maybe too harsh to others. Um, and in retrospective, we're going to have to adjust that. Well, it's like, for example, we are going to cover eventually, uh, depending on chance and everything and what we feel like, recent years. Yeah. Like early 2020s, the 20 teens. So. When we get to years like that, I am naturally going to be more hard on them because I know what they can do. I know what yeah. to. I think they're still recording. I don't know what happened on my end. We're still recording. <laughs> no worries. Worries. I, can, okay, I, can, I can cut stuff out. Uh, J- Jack the Zoom call dropped Jackson in the middle of his sentence. Yeah, just drop me. Anyways, um, we're going to yeah. be harder on recent years or whatever. But yeah. Uh, this is S. So 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 far the rankings we have, of course, eighty nine is an S. Nineteen ninety one S. Twenty twelve C. Very mid year, like I've yeah. said, like we've said. <laughs> I, I two thousand two A. Uncovering twenty twelve. No, and that was our yeah. first one. And then two thousand two A, which I know it was very close to an S. It just didn't quite make it. Yeah. But you know. Since we've done 80s, 90s, early teens, early 2000s, maybe we'll do a recent year. That might be interesting. Maybe. Uh, Let's hope it's not like, I don't know. Like 2019. Yeah. 2020. Maybe we'll get 20. When did the Elden Ring come out? 2022, right? That would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. This year would be a good one so far. I mean, we've had some great games this year. Years of the Kingdom, potential game of the year. And there's some potential good ones coming out. That I'm Diablo pretty... 4, Spider-Man 2 is coming out. Uh, we've yeah. got uh, Baldur's Gate 3. We've got Baldur's Final Gate Fantasy 16. just came out and the reviews are pouring in and they're saying this is a genre-redefining game. Yeah. They're and saying, that same thing has been said about multiple yeah. games. So this is a great year for games, and yeah. you know maybe next year we hey, might hey, cover. Maybe, it, maybe, but we can't legally in, cover a year that we are living in. It has yeah. to be in the past. Maybe what we'll do is at the end of the year for the new year, we'll talk about this year in gaming as an unofficial, yeah. unofficial games and gaming or video games in time episode. <laughs> well, yeah, because we always yeah. yeah. Anyways. I think that's a good time to end this.
So we will see you next week for a completely different episode, but we will continue to cover video games in time. Uh, Be sure to follow us at Odd Drunk Pod on Instagram. Check out our Facebook group, the Odd Drunk Pod Squad, and whatever other platforms we may have. We we might be expanding. Um, And, of course, give us a rating, review on your podcast platform of choice the download is nice as well Um, but that's up to you see you next week any last remarks no Hmm. I like Hmm. I like I like I like game I like game game is good 1989 was good. Anyways, we'll see you next week. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.